Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. have gathered once again in the dark, weird woods at the end of the long, crooked path. Around a cauldron, a word we've known for quite some time, yes. to have our spell book opened and our minds expanded by our witchy ways. That's mm -hmm. why we're going to hop on a kite to fly oh. up into the night sky. <laughs> oh, Let's no, 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 go no, no. fly a kite up <laughs> okay, to Okay, listen, the... I know you've been watching that Mary Poppins return movie on I'll tell you, repeat. you know what? She's a witch. A lot of people yeah, think she she's is. fun. She's a witch. Don't that you? is the first first correct thing you've said this entire time. <laughs> you, if you hopped on a kite, it would fall straight down. I don't care go if you're Mary and, Poppins. Go ahead and at me, you bitches. Mary Poppins a witch. <laughs> go ahead. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Chilling Podcast of Sabrina. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Chapter 15, Dr. Cerebus's House of Horror. Oh, a little, yeah. little Treehouse of Horror episode for you guys. That's pretty exciting. It is yeah. funny that they've... Uh, Treehouse of Horror is a take on Twilight Zone and all shows like that. And then this is now a take on this, like, parody back to non-parody. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, we'll get in and we'll talk about the episode in a second, but... I do think Treehouse of Horror, like, has become the touchstone for so many different series. I mean, even if you look at the Roto-Berto Sacasa series, they had uh, Tales from the Dark Side and then The Man in Black. Those were not exactly the same thing, but they were both supposed to be telling three different stories in the world of Riverdale. And that clearly was inspired by Treehouse of Horror because you have that format of the three stories, which yeah. is different than a Twilight Zone, different than an Amazing Stories or a Tales from the Dark Side. Um, 
Yeah, it's funny. And this one, uh, Justin and I were talking about this, Pete. Uh, you were uh, sadly out sick the last episode. Yeah, uh, Lupercalia yeah. was absolutely our favorite episode of the series so far. The this series? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, let me guess why. Because Nick Scratch was revealed to be a horrible person we all knew and thought he was. What are you talking That's about? That's not what happened at all. Oh, my God. The guy is lying to her, all right? You, oh, cut, you cut out a fake heart and you got your axe all bloody? You phony. You fraud. Don't oh, you boy. dare. He, Get out of Sabrina's life, you liar. He's a bad boy, and granted, that was the least lying to his girlfriend is the least bad boy thing that he did. Um, he's a bad <laughs> oh, boy don't, because don't he cover for him. I'm don't not covering for him. He's the ultimate bad boy. He um, is very polite to Sabrina's aunts. He um, only wants to hold her hand. He kisses yeah. her sometimes. So fake how he's like, "Oh, this dance is great." You're no he bad loves boy. dances. He because he's a good dancer. Don't yeah. you dare! And he <laughs> it looks good in the tux. He knows how to give a compliment and take one. Well, uh, let's. We'll get into it in a second and talk about all oh, the bad boys. We're into it already. We're into it. <laughs> uh, there, there was before I forget to talk about it later. There was a literal bad boy alert in the episode, which yeah, there was. Blew my mind. She, I, I mean, straight it's like, up said it out loud. We put it out into the universe, and the universe has answered. A bad boy <laughs> alert is canon, and Nick Scratch <laughs> is the one that sets off the bad boy alert. Oh, Very exciting God. stuff. So here's the recap for y'all. If you are just jumping in for whatever reason on this episode of Chilling <laughs> Adventures of Sabrina. So Sabrina Spellman is a witch. She is dating officially the oh. bad boy of the show, Nick Scratch. Now yeah. it's Boo. very exciting. He is a warlock. Uh, last episode, we found out that he had a familiar who had raised him. Sabrina was forced to kill the familiar during the celebration of Luper essentially which Valentine's Day and uh, Nick had said that he had previously killed that familiar so she's dealing with some trust issues going into this episode meanwhile Harvey Kinkle and Sabrina had broken up Harvey is now dating Roz Roz uh, unfortunately during their first real big makeout sesh completely yeah. lost her sight, completely went blind. This is because of something yeah. that has been passed down through her family where uh, she, uh, they can't actually see, but they have second sight called a cutting. Yeah. She's able to see flashes of the future, usually very bad flashes of the future. Also, yeah, like, there kid, is, like kissing Harvey, imagine. What a nice. Well, uh, that was the one thing so far that hasn't turned His out to be bad. blinded her, all right? Oh, no, I guess I, that was kind of bad, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a character who is now called Theo, previously Susie. Susie realized uh, that she was, in fact, a guy named Theo. Everybody has been super awesome and accepting of that. Um, yeah, I was really but, impressed with their father. Yeah, it was yeah. great. That was a great thing last episode. We talked about that a little bit on the podcast. Her father's been great. Her bully has been great. Yeah. Everybody has yeah. been uh very great about it. And uh, this episode, he continues to deal with some issues regarding that. We'll get into those in a moment. Uh, other characters you probably know about Aunt Zelda is very into Father Blackwood. And in fact, yeah. he proposed to her in the previous episode. Yeah. She is a little conflicted about it because she doesn't actually love him, but she does want the power of being the high priestess in charge of the entire coven. Nothing wrong that, with that. It's a fine reason to get married. Exactly. Um, I, I completely disagree. And what are you talking about? I'm talking about you should marry for love, man. Uh, I'm married power. for power. Yeah. 
I'm married yeah, for power. We, we, we know that about you. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. I also did that. Yeah. Oh, man. Come on, man. Your wife's right next to you. We can see her. <laughs> Major <What>? spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Through an audio podcast? Do, How are you doing that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Pete has a oh, live yeah. camera feed on your wife. Oh, that's uh, we should mention job. that. That's creepy. We're, we're on that. Skype, too, man. All right. Last thing you should know about in the episode, there is a character named uh, Mrs. Wardwell, a.k.a. Madam Satan, a.k.a. Lilith, a.k.a. Mother of Monsters, a.k.a. Shizzy McNizzy. And she <laughs> uh, hates everybody and wants the wall to die. That's well, basically all. not everybody. Not everybody. Not everybody. Yeah. She They're, likes her fiance, Adam, as we learned last time, because he gives yeah, a she- killer foot massage. Yeah, um, and that will keep you from killing anybody. But the other thing we learned is um, she lost a bet with the devil, and since Sabrina signed the the devil's book, she's got, not doesn't really have a job. She's unemployed yeah, she's when it comes out, to evil. Yeah, her next plan of action. Exactly. So, uh, oh, and the last thing we need to know, uh, per the title, there's a guy named Dr. Cerebus. Turns out he is based on my favorite band, Incubus, and he yeah. is... Uh, Wait, of, for real? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I he revealed last episode that he was the lead singer of Incubus, right? No, I'm talking about Incubus being your favorite band. You've seen his no. neck. You've seen his neck yeah. tattoo. My I tats. thought like Britney Spears or something was your favorite band. No, nah, man, Incubus. I love all no. their songs and albums. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and the last podcast, Alex named every member of Incubus, mm-hmm. all of their uh, songs, and yep. uh, his favorite album series of albums. Yeah, and I actually already had prepped uh, all of my tickets from all of the Incubus concerts that I've been to. Uh, yeah. I don't want to rehash. Yeah, that's okay. all of that. Pete, you, again, you weren't here, but that definitely happened on the last podcast. Okay, mm-hmm. my bad, my bad. Yeah, just listen back to it, and you'll get the whole thing. Anyway, uh, so he is an Incubus. He is dating Aunt Hilda, and they run a bookshop together. The bookshop is full of gum and comic books. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. much it. Evil yep. gum. Yes, evil gum. So let's jump into no, it. We should talk. Did you mention Ambrose? He's important. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yes, I knew I was going to forget Cousin. one story. Because regardless of what we said at the beginning about aping the Treehouse of Horror, there were far more stories in this episode. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of surprised, actually. I expected that. I was like, okay, got to that third story. Still like half an hour left in this episode. Don't know <laughs> yeah. what we're going to do. What's yeah. going to happen here? Uh, so Ambrose is Sabrina's cousin. He is dating a warlock named Luke. Luke has been missing the past couple of episodes. And uh, while that's been going on, he's been hooking up with Prudence, one of the weird sisters over at the school that they all go to, all the witchy school. And Ambrose was held prisoner in the Spellman house for 75 years yeah. for yeah. trying to blow up the Vatican. He finally was uh, tangentially, temporarily released. Uh, He's been allowed to go back and forth between the school and the house, and slowly his rights have been opening up more as he works with Father Blackwood, who I believe we mentioned earlier is the head of the school. Cool. All right. right, The stage is set, and now let the characters dance. The only thing I would like to say is I thought it was awesome how cold Harvey was when Sabrina was like, hey, is it all right if I go to the dance? And he was like, yeah, we're not dating anymore, right? That was, yeah. that was last episode. That was last Pete, episode. But Pete's last episode. I know. I wanted, I wanted to talk about it. I know I wasn't there, but I just wanted to say. Well, you're saying was, you like that Harvey, Harvey was cool. You're, a big, you're the biggest uh, Kinkle, uh, Kinkle Spellman shipper. Kinky yeah, spells. Hashtag kinky spells. Kinky spells. Uh, I'm all about Sabrina and Harvey getting back together, and I think he earned that, and he did it uh, correctly. 
Well, which is was, the right amount of sauce. He was mean. Whoa, whoa. So you're saying he's some sort of bad boy, Pete? No, no. I'm just saying that uh, uh, he huh. he was like. He's, oh. a not, he's a not nice boy. No, he's a, that's not what I'm He's saying. a rude boy. No, he was being honest. He was being honest, but threw a little toot in there, and I, I thought it was appropriate. Ah, he's a toot uh. boy. I got you. <laughs> you know, Pete's a big toot boy on our podcast. <laughs> All right. So as most episodes do, this begins with a weather report. It is raining outside, <laughs> and uh, the Hilda and the Incubus are hanging out in the store. Gata. So adorable. Yeah, yeah it's so very cute to together. See- so great to see her so happy again. Um, yeah, it's very nice. Uh, and then a fortune teller comes in. Actually, first, uh, the wind blows the door open, and then suddenly a fortune teller is there and asks to set up inside of the shop. She, uh, They're like, oh, yeah, great. That'll be a nice added bonus to our shop. No questions. No further yep. questions yep. whatsoever. And, uh, yeah, she sets up there, and then the format of the entire episode is one after the other. The characters come into the shop because all everybody does is go to that bookstore all day and yep. uh, get their fortune told. And the well, fortune it's, it's not just their fortune. It's their tarot card is being read. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Have right. you ever had right. your tarot card done, guys? Uh, yes, I have. Okay. I had my palm <laughs> read one time. I've never had a tarot card reading. Yeah. Well, how'd, the palm, how'd the palm go? They said my lifeline my lifeline is very strong and I'm going to live to be over a hundred. Not no, true. Wow. Not possible. Justin's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, I know you, man. You're yeah, not no make way. It. You were too sick <laughs> to do a podcast. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had my tarot read, and the dude read my tarot, and I was completely blown away the entire time. He kept getting everything absolutely right, even though later when I thought back on it, it was you know all very vague, and I was like, oh my god, this is blowing my mind. Until he got to a point about he said something about and uh the boy you love uh you gotta go after him and oh. i was like uh, no i'm sorry i'm i'm not gay i'm sorry you don't know what you're talking about and that i never believed in fortune telling again wow <laughs> okay yeah uh damn uh like that dude took a gamble he yeah. did he yeah. did I was at a uh, AIDS fundraiser too. So, oh, uh, well, I, I feel like that's maybe why he was guessing that. Maybe, uh, yeah. might have been. The tarot card isn't about like guessing your sexuality. <laughs> it's yeah. more about well, he guessed you... wrong. Yeah, he guessed okay. wrong. Okay, well, that's all I'm saying. Well, the tarot card reads in this episode were 100 percent spot on. Yeah, yeah. as we well, wait, Justin, you got to answer your own question, there, guy. Oh, I've had my tarot done. Yeah. It was cool. It was a very positive reading. I was in a, at a comedy fest in uh, uh, Bellingham, Washington, and this tarot card person went around and read all the, the comedians' performings uh, tarot. Uh, ours, my comedy group, Sidecar, ours was great, super positive. And this stand-up there was named uh, David Cope, and he was like, do my love life for the coming year. And it was truly the worst tarot card read even the tarot card reader was like i've never had one this bad the last card that the the woman pulled was a clown on a ball falling off of a ball juggling 10 sticks of dynamite wow wow that's his love life and did it turn out to be true a hundred percent oh my god (laughs) that poor guy jesus uh so if you ever uh, 
Beware. Yeah, don't get your tower read. You might end up in space, as we find out later on in this episode. So we don't actually know exactly what's going on. At first, Sabrina comes in with Nick Scratch. She, as Pete mentioned, is not quite trusting him totally at this yeah, point. Yeah, they're fighting, guys. There is yeah, trouble fighting. in paradise, all right? Uh, but it's not too much to be worried about. You know, this is a classic. When you're dating a bad boy, there are going to be bumps. you got to relish the bumps. Bad, they're bad boy bumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, bad boy relish bumps, all all of that. Like, when you get some bad boy relish, that's that chunky relish. Oh, yeah, I love, that is so creepy. I love some chunky Ooh. relish. Uh, so she gets her uh, tarot done, and what I love about the way this episode runs is the tarot is happening, and then we slip into sort of a fantasy sequence about what uh, – uh, a short story about what the future could possibly mean. And it, as the uh, tarot card reader says, it's not a prediction for the future. It's just a symbolic understanding of the issues that are at play in each of these it's characters' lives. It's very specific, though. No, but it, it is very specific. And because let's jump ahead to the end. Uh, you know, we can just mention. No, I can mention the twist at the end because I feel like it contextualizes everything that's going on. Okay. Is the fortune teller get? It turns out that it's actually Madame Satan trying to find out more information about everybody. So, at least what I took away from the structure is she is going into everybody's minds. They are seeing this as it's happening. They're experiencing these creepy short stories. Um, and you can tell that from the way that they pop out afterwards. But the thing that's super fun about it is you don't know that's what's happening with Sabrina's story at the beginning. Yeah. You think yeah. she's getting her tarot told. She goes, oh, that's interesting. And then we move into the rest of her day. And it isn't later until she dies in space that you realize <laughs> that probably none of this happened and probably none of this is going to happen. Yeah, uh, but makes Sabrina- the Theo one a little bit more okay. I can deal with this. Yeah, exactly. But so the the Sabrina story, uh, she's not trusting Nick. Nick, it turns out, is uh, going to be doing a magic show for very the cool, school. very bad boy to be into magic. No, the no, most bad boy thing you could cool. do is it be is into magic. Cool. Magicians are creepy and weird and no. Yes. Yeah. On the level of bad boy things, number one is being into like an old timey magic show. Yeah. Number two is being into Magic the Gathering. Yes, exactly. Oh, wow. Also That's very like bad boy. Very With the rules boy. the show's established, those are very bad boy things. And like three is an a cappella group, right? Yes. Oh, ultimate <laughs> oh, bad boy. Don't even get me started. Skyler Aston. Don't even get me boy. started. All all I gotta say is that I was so excited when she broke up with him. And then so mad when she died in space and I realized it wasn't real. Well, I mean, she didn't really break up with him. She's just pissed. She's uh, Nick has been talking to the weird sisters too much. And he has a history there. Uh, the la- previous two Lupercalias, he was with uh, Prudence and Agatha. And Dorcas uh, got stuck with Melvin this year, as we all know. No, no, no. And then Dorcas tackled him and yeah. had sex with him. So by a previous history, you mean he's had sex with all of them. Yes, yeah. and so Sabrina's like uh, Wait, a little Wait, do you jealous. definitely think a, a quickie happened there? Dorcas? Yeah. The hero of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Yeah. Here's the she thing takes with Alex. She wants. He's all in on Dorcas, and it's a wow, little... Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah. She, yeah. she knows what she wants, and she goes for it, and I appreciate I mean, that. Yeah, I think that's freaking awesome. Great. You're no. on uh, Team Dorcas as well, Pete? Uh, well, not when it's at the cost of Sabrina. No, no, stop there. Stop there. You're on Team Dorcas as well. I get it. 
Oh, Look, excellent. I, I can't believe this is turning into a Dorcas appreciation podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my tarot, that's what my tarot She's card got a great read. name. Yeah. So uh, she is dealing with trust issues. They have a little bit of a tiff, uh, and he goes off into his magic show. Now, the uh, magic show, the look of it, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, there's uh, a poster for the book Carter Beats the Devil that's yes. on the wall of Cerebus's books, which is a real book, by the way, if you haven't read it. It's I've read awesome. that book. Great book. It's so great. Yeah. yeah, I was talking to our listeners, I assume. You yes, no, How do you guys uh, well have read. time to read regular books? I don't understand. I read it years ago before we started doing podcasts. Okay. Uh, the It's a great book. Uh, the look of it is based on that, and the whole magic show is based on that as well, which I thought was yeah. kind of neat. Like a fun little uh, Wizard of Oz type thing going on, picking something in the bookstore, putting it in the dream areas. And uh, so, yeah, so we see this magic show. And I got to tell you, not knowing that this was essentially a dream sequence, I was so confused that anybody in which society would be like, I'd love to check out a magic show. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It is crazy. It's like, uh, what's a good analogy for that? It's like if you're a construction worker and you're like, hey, you want to come over and watch me hammer some nails on the side? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Again, it makes a lot of sense once you look back on it, but just being in that whole thing, he does all of the classic, like, chop a girl in half, make a girl disappear, and then his uh, third trick... Third trick, or is it the fourth yep, trick? Third, third trick. Third, third trick. Uh, Sabrina threes. gets super pissed and says, "Fine, take me, make me." I was in pissed the- that she volunteered. Well, of course she was. I mean, that was the structure of the thing. That's how Very it was upsetting. always going to happen. And Stay he strong, makes her float. She floats through the top of the church and all the way into space where she freezes and dies in space. Bad boy was way too calm while his lady was floating no, away. No, he was freaking out. He was very he was stressed. He was not freaking out. He, he was, was not freaking, freaking out. out enough. He was, he was yelling like, at the crowd. Guys, could you help me? Wow. You are very specifically, you just hate him. I, You're, you I know what you have? You, Pete, you have a lot of tood. <laughs> You're a tood like boy. You're a tood boy. to Sabrina. You're a tood boy. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Tell anyway, her who she you dies are. in space and, and then, then pops great, out of not, the vision and is like, I don't think I'm going to die in space. Is that going to happen? And the fortune teller's like, no, 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 no. It's just kind of a metaphor. Yeah. And she leaves uh, Sabrina with the very wise advice, trust Nick and no one else, which I agree with. Completely. That was horrible advice. Well, of course, that guy let because... you float off into space. You're going to trust that guy. This is again that reveal at the end of an episode that it's Madame Satan recontextualizes everything. There was clearly something wrong with the fortune teller the entire time. Yes, there was no question about that. Sabrina but... doesn't know that though. But last episode, Madame Satan was like. Nah, maybe I'll poison the whole school. I don't know. That sounds kind of interesting. So yeah. her mode right now, at least what I'm getting from it, is let me screw up as much stuff as possible and kind of see what happens. Yeah, this is just some opposition research she's doing for um, the coming war that she mentions. It's that old saying, like, idle hands. You know, she's bored. She doesn't know what to do, so she's lashing out in different areas. Well, let's talk about that for a second, because this is the first time we've heard Apocalypse dropped in this show. Yeah. And we've certainly speculated several times on the podcast where this is heading towards, where this is all going to. Um, and I think that's where we're headed at the end of the season, right? We're going to have Supernatural Apocalypse? Yeah, I well, think so. There, a lot of things pointed to the mine in this episode. 
Yeah, something's up in the mines. Yeah. Mm-mm. Wait, what was in the mines? What did I miss? Harvey was way too casual about his college roommate, and they talked about the mines so much, and then his card had like the, a version of the mines in there. Yeah, let's just jump. Let's like, just jump to that story then. Uh, yeah, Harvey. Um, uh, he has his. He's like the fourth story. He sat down like just an adorable little guy that he is, the honest guy, just like hey, oh man, I, that, that was I, so I'm funny Harvey. because everybody yeah. else had all of this wind up to their stories, coming yeah. into the store, getting settled, etc. And yeah. Harvey's just cuts it. And he's like, hi, yeah. <laughs> I'm Harvey. Yeah. Hey, I was going to go to the zoo, but instead I'll get my tarot read. I'm a goof. <laughs> uh, yeah, so his story is he gets into art school. Well, so uh, the, she, she sets his up a little bit more, too. She says, your fate hangs in the balance between two futures, staying in Greendale and leaving Greendale. And then right, uh, right. he gets into this school, and he wants to stay for Roz, but decides to go because he loves Roz because that's a real couple, Rozzy. Yeah. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it it and you know his kind of uh, tarot card was talking about his roommate, and his roommate is channeling demons, and the specifically like the horse or whatever had demon who we saw in the painting, which he saw in the mine. Yeah, uh, to answer yeah. your well, question, so Alex. Is- to answer your question, Alex, he recognizes the demon from the roommate's That's portraiture, right. okay, yes. and he's yeah, like, I, I know that. that demon. I even confronted it in the mine. Which yeah. is interesting because it, to me it feels like crossing mythology. So he ends up with this roommate who clearly is in the middle of a Lovecraftian story being driven crazy by some portal in his closet that only comes out at night and shows him these elder gods that he's sketching, um, which is cool and fun and creepy for Harvey. He ends up stepping into that portal at the end of the story. Very upsetting for him uh, after his roommate hangs himself. Um, yeah. But it's it's weird to me because Lovecraft is very different from Judeo Christian mythology, and no, Satan and all of that is all right. uh, Satan and all of that is on the Judeo Christian side uh, versus what Harvey sees at the end and what this is pulling from is much more the whole Cthulhu mythos, elder gods, etc. So I don't know. I I don't buy it. That's what I'm saying. Well, well, thanks you know. for the lecture, Professor Zalbin, but I will not be <laughs> taking your class on Incubus and uh, the crossing mythologies. It's actually, it's called Incubus or Incubus? Oh, that's smart. Oh, boy. Uh, I mean, I guess it's a little different, but it's like the next door neighbor of everything in this show. So, like, exactly. I'm down with that. I liked this story. I thought it was cool and creepy. And um, the lesson at the end that the tarot card reader says to Harvey is, you will suffer for your art, but you don't have to leave home to do so. Um, yeah, she deep. is pulling for him to stay. Yeah, and definitely uh, from that last card, it looked like he needs to go into the mine. So let me say, uh, throw this out. So if she's convinced Sabrina to stay with Nick, uh, because Nick is her true love, great. So why does she want Fuck Har- you for saying why that. does she want Harvey to stick around? Is it so she can use Har- Madam Satan can use Harvey against Sabrina? Because you would think yeah. she would want Harvey to leave. Because get out of here. No, uh, I think well, having all of the elements in play in town where she can deal with them is probably better for her. Having him in town to really screw with Sabrina is good. Also, I think the important part of that is the. He's going to have to suffer for his art. Bad things are going to happen to Harvey Kinkle, and yeah. she knows that something's coming for him. So, you know, keep him around. Uh, or, keep him close so she can have fun watching it happen. 
Or she's like, hey, don't go to school this year because your roommate's going to be some super creepy demon guy who's going to hang himself. So why don't you wait a year and deal with this whole mind problem? And also, Roz, uh, you know, just went blind and she might need you for a little bit. Well, that's... Really nice. I don't think that's what's happening. <laughs> that is very nice. I like the idea that you, it's like, yeah, wait a year, man. Take a year to really get your gather your stuff, defeat the monster in the mine, and then become a freshman at art school. <laughs> hey, everybody's got their own path, man. That's yeah. true. Well, which story should we talk about next? Should we talk about Roz while yeah, we're talking about Harvey? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Roz's story, uh, we find out a lot more about her. I had actually forgotten this detail. Her father is a priest, I guess. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah, so her father is a priest, and he is trying to raise money from the church to pay for her an operation to help her get her sight back, hopefully. Uh, so that's what her story is about. Uh, it's pretty classic. She gets uh, an eye operation. She gets her eyes. She can see perfectly. All her friends oh, are there. Man. They all are so beautiful. excited and happy. It's a beautiful moment. Beautiful moment. Uh her father doesn't seem to approve of Harvey in this particular dream. He also <laughs> reminds her that she got the money from the church and she owes this to the church uh, and she owes her life to the church. Uh, so she ends up taking care of a girl who has just lost her sight. And the reason she's lost her sight is because Roz has her eyes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. creepy. As soon as you saw that girl, I was like, Roz, get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. It's like the dude from Law and Order who's someone in New York has his eyes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Jerry Orbach. Jerry Orbach. Yeah. He famously gave up his eye. When he died, he gave his eyes to science. Right. And then he's coming back at some point to get them back, yeah. right? He wants those eyes back. Jesus. Yeah. Imagine having one of Jerry Orbach's eyes. Pretty cool. Why would you only have one? <laughs> I figure they might split them up. Oh, oh, man. I don't think that's the thing they do. Yeah, I don't think that's how it no, works. They, they keep out all the eyes that come in in a big jar, and they're like, grab a couple <laughs> eyes and send them out. Oh, like a big pickle jar? Yeah. Just like kind of floating around in there? Like a big barrel of marbles. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> uh, I got yeah, one Orbach and one random guy. By the way, uh, when is my doctor's appointment with you again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, for your sake, I hope it's not for a while. All right, very cool. But you guys uh, so could both Roz- use some new eyes because you're all, you're, both of your vision is fading fast. Yeah, that's how it works. Jerry Arbach is like, whoever needs some new eyes, I don't care. <laughs> just, just take them. Take them. I'm, I'm done with them. I've seen yeah. so much. Uh, so uh, Roz immediately decides not to have the operation and says, uh, no, 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 keep the money, keep it to the church. Um, again, what do you think? Uh, Madam Satan's goal is here with this one. Well, this one seems a little, I don't know what her goal is. I guess it makes her, it puts her in a worse position to be helping Sabrina maybe. But the, if she doesn't have her eyesight, that means her cunning is, is still at full strength. So right. I would think this may be a miss from Madam Satan. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was a little confused about her plan here because it's like uh, her cunning gets stronger by losing her eyesight. I think maybe she thinks that if she doesn't have her eyesight, she might be a little off balance and easy to take down, but... Um, or just more yeah. upset, I guess, in general. If she's just trying to sow discord, then 
Yeah, that's I, I probably think that's true. what it is. I mean, she's just like we said earlier. She's just trying to screw with everybody at this point. That's pretty much it. Speaking of which, let's talk about Theo. So yeah. Theo is wrestling with the fact that he knows he's a boy. Everybody has accepted that he's a boy, but he doesn't look like a boy. Yeah, um, right. He still looks like a girl, or at least he feels he looks like a girl. Uh, and he wants to transition, but he doesn't have the money to transition. There's no doctor in Greendale like that. I'm sure Theo could go over to Dr. Colonel Jr. in Riverdale and get it done, like, Lickety immediately. Split. Lickety split. Uh, but that's not going to happen. Um, so instead, in this vision, what Theo does is sneak into the Spellman's house, take a spell, rub some stuff all over his body. And when he wakes up, he has a real Spider-Man moment and yeah. sees himself in the mirror with a ridiculous yeah. roided out body. Uh, becomes awesome at basketball. Everybody oh, loves him. He was having so much fun in the locker room. I felt so happy for him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was great. It was, it was super fun until his arm turns into a tree. He, I am uh, yeah, I, I, thank you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> good. He, uh, he goes over to the Spellman's house, tries to get Hilda to help him. Uh, Hilda, unfortunately, is like, ooh, can't really do that. We're going to have yeah. to chop Sophie's off your choice. arm. Uh, and Theo decides, no, this body is too important to be chop off my arm. Gets his arm chopped off. He's feeling a little better. It's pretty cool that his arm got chopped off and he's in bed. Something weird feels weird on his legs. And he looks down and now his legs are tree trunks as well. Oh. We are Groot. We are Groot. <laughs> we are Groot. This one uh, was really scary. The, yeah. the whole bit, the way it came together at the end was was scary. Also, uh, Hilda's face when she was like just about just about to get his arm chopped off was pretty hysterical. Hilda wasn't yeah. very nice in this one. No, uh, I wonder how much that says about how Madam Satan and or Theo view Aunt Hilda. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, we also had an appearance uh, from Theo's ghost ghost relative. Oh, which yeah, I, I forgot, kind of forgot about, about that. Dorothea. Yeah. Dorothea. And she's very aggressive and not nice also. Evil, right. yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that might say something more about Theo than anybody else. The way Theo views the world, Theo views the world as aggressively against him. Yeah. And so that's why all of the characters are like that, potentially. That could be. Yeah. Um, and the advice at the end that the tarot card reader uh, says is don't steal, seek help early. And that's great advice, you know? Yeah. If you would have oh, gone yeah, to Hilda in the first place, you know, you wouldn't be in this situation. Now, I, I will mention, and I know it sounds like I'm down on this episode, and I'm not because I really enjoyed it, but uh, the double punch of the Theo Roz stories both being kind of body horror stories. Yeah. Not not necessarily bugged me out, but I would have wanted. I think that was the downfall in having so many stories in this episode. Is you mm. started to get some elements that are repeated a little bit. I don't know though. I feel like the the Theo story was definitely body horror, and the the Ross story felt more like a, the Twilight Zone. Like, but don't you see? Those are my eyes. That kind of a twist. Yeah. It felt less sure. like they were they were different stories. Absolutely, yeah. and they were hit in different ways. But they were both about parts of the body. So. It, it it just felt thematically similar to have them back to back. All right, now you're ha- now you have two. Now you're a two. Now you're a tude boy. A couple of tude boys on this podcast. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry yeah. about all my tude. Uh, quit apologizing. You're going to start being a bad boy. 
Oh, man. I don't get this scale at all. <laughs> so, all right. Who else do we have left? Uh, should we talk about Aunt Zelda? Zelda, yeah. yeah. Did you see the uh, shot uh, before Z walked up? The, Wait, what do you I'll, mean? There was a f- cool uh, shot of the section bef- when she was, like, walking up the table. Well, first off, was, her entrance was fantastic. The way she, like, threw her umbrella at the dude and then was, like, you know, being all Aunt Zelda-y. And yeah. then before she sat down, there was, like, a shot of the LGBTQ, uh, you know, section. And then she kind of sat down, which I thought was a cool little shout out. Yeah, wait, uh, I'm forgetting now. I actually, I saw that as well. And I think there were two shelves and it was LGBTQ and comedy. Yeah. I didn't see the comedy part. Yeah, there was, they were on top of each other, which made me wonder a lot about how stuff is shelved in that shop. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zelda's taking an improv class or two oh, in her yeah, day. That's true. So she's trying to uh, find the real truth in comedy. Um. So, deep, bro. That's a deep improv reference. So uh, Zelda's getting ready to be married, and she feels like she needs to tell Blackwood about the baby. So she goes to check on the witch that she gave the baby to, and the witch ate oh. the baby, which is what we called last episode. Yes. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Of course on. that's going to happen. Of course, if you hand a baby to a witch who eats babies, the witch is going to eat that baby. Exactly. I mean, we said all this almost word for word when we recorded a previous episode. Uh, ridiculous. Uh, but then the, the grocery it's like, thing. It's that, like if you put a six-inch meatball sub sandwich from Subway <laughs> in front of Pete, and we're like, hey, Pete, could you take care of this Subway sandwich? It's very precious to me. Don't eat it. I'll be back in a couple of years, and I want to put it in my arms. And then, and then lo and behold, Pete part. ate that shit. Pete ate that shit seconds after we left. Seconds after we left, and then we come back, and we find Pete, and suddenly he's meatballs. He is oh. meatballs. Pete's yeah, meatballs. That's, that's the other part of the episode is that the witch uh, eats the baby, becomes younger, and is the baby, kind of? Yeah, in a weird way. In, yeah. in a weird way, uh, because they go to the wedding, uh, Zelda gets all dressed up, and then finds Father Blackwood making out with the witch. He says, well, I can take whatever I want. That is my right because of my wedding day. And she essentially says, no, you can't do that. You're making out with your daughter, Yeah, which was a little weird. Well, I she doesn't say it. She kind of like stops short of saying it. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's not exactly how it works. Yeah, I don't but think so. she's also, she wanted to say, you're making out with the witch who ate your daughter. Oh, all right. Okay, all right, I can see that more. I thought it was daughter, and I was a little confused. No, me too. I agree with you, Alex. I think she was what she was thinking is that is the essence of your daughter because the youth right. she got youth back up by eating yeah. the baby, which yeah. doesn't work in real life. So don't try it. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> uh, For real? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, been there. Wait, have you have you eaten a baby, Pete? What? No, 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 no. Oh, man. I, I know. You, it was weird. Before we were recording this podcast, uh, Pete kept shouting, get in my belly, and I'm going to eat your baby. Uh, which, I want my baby back, baby back. <laughs> right, and that too. And I thought it was just references, uh, hilarious Austin Powers references, but <laughs> turns out uh, it wasn't. He That's actually good. had a baby. That movie's yeah. still fresh. Hasn't lost a step. 
<laughs> Certified Which one? fresh. Gold member? Gold member? Yeah, just the name gold member, I think, is really not lost a step. Totally cool. Oh, Very man. down with that to be the name of a movie. Yeah. It, it, well, that was the best one. I mean, the other two, I, you know, I can honestly take or leave, but gold member is like, oh, gold on. member. That's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's Ed Zelda's story. I don't the, feel like Ed Zelda learned anything from this. Well, the lesson, the, the lesson that was told to her was some secrets should stay secret. Right. Uh, and they probably should actually in this case. I do think that was relatively good advice because there's nothing to be gained by telling Father Blackwood the truth about anything because if there is a bad guy in the series, he is literally a bad guy. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's a bad person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's all the story. And the last one is Ambrose. We should uh, talk about yeah. Ambrose's story. Um, so Ambrose finds out that Luke is dead. No, and, no, 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 he doesn't oh, sorry, find I out. got it wrong. Yeah, she, he uh he's getting some shit from this fortune from the tarot card reader saying, "Oh, well, your boyfriend's out walks, of town." Which he walks over way too cocky. Yeah. Way too cocky. It's like, "I'm bulletproof, baby. You can't mess with me." Yeah. And then she's like, "Yeah, you better sit down." Yeah, buckle up, uh, Buttercup, because yeah. you got yourself a couple <laughs> cards coming your way. I'm dealing yeah. you in to your future. Yeah. Uh, and the, his story is about Blackwood, Blackwood wanting Ambrose to join the secret society that, um, yeah, the Judas Society, the Judas Society that all the cool uh, warlocks like Lucas are in. Um, all he has, secret secret group. All he has to do is kill the Spellmans. He instantly goes and does that. Gets into the society, um, and uh, he comes out of the. The thing, it was like, that wasn't about my boyfriend at all. And the tarot card reader um, is waiting to deal his third and final card. And yeah, she's, she's like, just no. holding it. Yeah, exactly. She's like, and she's like, now nah, you better not read it. He grabs the card, looks at it, and gets real scared, sees the card. Um, runs. And runs. Doesn't walk. Yeah. Runs to Blackwood and is like, yo. And then, like, as he's getting the news, he looks at the card. Yeah. And realizes what he's about to get told comes true. That Lucas ha- was killed, and then Blackwood... Uh, I mean, that Lucas Serving Blackwood. Serving the Dark Lord. And then instantly, um, Blackwood offers Ambrose the same job in the Judas Society. So, yeah, not a great now, sign. Yeah, not a great sign. Uh, I think... Uh, I mean, what do you take away from this? So, it was pretty horrific watching him go around and kill all of the Spellmans. Do you think that's something that he would actually do or uh, be pushed towards? No. Well, it seemed like that stick was kind of making him do it. The magic I, I stick. Don't, I don't think it was the stick making him do it. I think the stick yeah. was just a pointy stick he was using to kill people. A, stab, no, a stabbing he, stick. He, uh, the instructions were, listen to the stick. And the stick will tell you what to do. And the stick was like, stab. Yeah, the stick was like, yo, stab your family. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, don't listen to that stick. That stick just wants to be the stab. Guys, don't listen to sticks. Don't listen to sticks. The band sticks, well, listen to the band sticks. They're, <laughs> they're, 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 they're with Incubus. Yeah, they're, uh, they're definitely like number one and two, and it keeps going back and forth in my mind. <laughs> but what I liked about this ending was it kind of set in this thing of like, well, how true is what she was saying? I was like, is next episode Sabrina going to get launched into space? Uh, it'd be cool. The witch, no. the witch space program would be a fun, sort of the right stuff, yeah. like who's up there, Apollo 13 style. 
Yeah, well, I yeah. hope they have enough. Uh, I mean, right we're not actually going to see any of this. It's all just about the characters and about affecting them going forward. <laughs> and as is revealed when the fortune teller leaves, uh, as we mentioned earlier, she's Madam Satan. She's just kind of gathering info on everybody, trying to figure out what's up. Uh, so she can have more ammunition for the coming apocalypse and the coming war. Um, so, yeah, this is definitely going to affect everybody going forward, but I think that's it. Yeah, I, I don't she think... Also, I, I, she also... Okay. I was, let me just finish up with Ambrose. I don't think Ambrose is ever going to kill the Spellmans, but I do think this was symbolic of him uh, growing closer to Blackwood, and he will betray mm-hmm. them eventually. As yeah. sides are drawn up in the coming conflict, I feel like Ambrose is going to be squarely in the middle and have to choose between continuing his uh, on his journey toward fame or like fixing his reputation and staying and protecting the family that his family that raised him. And he's already done that a couple of times. He's already shown a willingness, particularly in the second part of the season, to turn against Sabrina, to be part of the patriarchy because it benefits him. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, when she gets home, she has a nice little villain monologue about her plan and, you know, all the chaos that she wants to release. And then Uh, draws one more card for herself just to kind of show what a boss she is, and she gets the Empress card. Yeah. I I think she rigged that. I'm going to be honest. I think she put that right on top. For whose benefit? Yeah, yeah, the cards pick you. You don't pick the cards. No, 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 no. She faked that. She was on her cab ride home. She was shuffling through, getting that Empress card right on top, and then pulled it out. I was like, oh, what? Got to show my bird this. You think she's she got to show my bird? She, you think she's she doing magic tricks alone? Got to, got to make my bird proud of me. The only oh, thing more man. embarrassing than yo, she was freaking out her bird. Like the bird yeah. was like freaked out because the bird was like, "Damn, how'd you get that card up on top? You're a magician." <laughs> the only thing worse than being a magician is being a magician that performs alone. <laughs> Here, here's what I want to know: a magician Why? for birds, a bird magician. <laughs> Why didn't Dorcas get uh, her cards read? You know, like, would it just have been too good of a fortune? Is that what would have happened? I mean, I think if we had more time in the episode, I'm surprised we didn't Mm -hmm. get, like, a little bonus time for Dorcas because that would have been phenomenal. There will never be enough time in an episode to really let Dorcas have some breathing room. (laughs) Dorcas is on the C-list of C-listers. Maybe it'll be in the Blu-ray. You don't know. Oh, yeah, they probably cut it out for the Blu-ray. You're right, Pete. Yeah. I'm going to believe that. Yeah. Great. Dorcas's story was all about her being a main character, and then at the end, the tarot card reader was like, fuck no, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right, anything else we want to talk about with the episode? Yes, we have to talk about the last Scratchman scene, uh, where Sabrina says, are you my boyfriend? And he's like, yes, of course. And then she says, I need you to stay away from the weird sisters. Classic yes. mistake. What? You got to trust. And he you're used to fuck them. Yeah. Wait, what? He's still he's still having sex with Dorcas. Uh, the witch people are just, they're, you know, they're flirty. They're out there. Yeah, yeah but uh, Sabrina does a role like that. She's Looper, drawing a line in the sand. She's like, Looper who's team you doesn't on? care. Count. Lupercalia doesn't count. Uh, Lupercalia, you could do whatever. Lupercalia Ask Sabrina oh, okay. if it counts. You got Ask your free- Sabrina if it counts. I bet you she would say it counts. Uh, no, no, no. It doesn't count. Lupercalia doesn't count. It's like international waters. 
Also, Dorcas, the strongest of all witches, tackled him. So I think we can forgive her for that. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and she is drawing the line of the scent. And I do think that's a mistake um, because that sort of ultimatum only was going to make him think about wait, why do I have to stay away from the weird sisters? What's wrong with the weird sisters? Dorcas is so amazing. What do I do about it? Oh, this? I don't know what's wrong with the weird sisters. They're constantly trying to kill Sabrina. Yeah. And they have evil plans. Eh, yeah, he's know. just she's just asking him if if we're gonna move forward, this is this is what I need from you. Don't here, I'm gonna give you guys uh some hot tips about relationships, all right? If you are okay. confident in your relationship, you don't need to tell your significant other to stay away from people. All right? That's true. Right. Those sisters are me? weird. Justin? Yes? Take take that info with your wife, all right? I'm going <laughs> to... I married... I don't think I married my wife for power, so... Uh, <laughs> all right, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah. obviously, uh, our Lupercalia is um, every Sunday we can go have sex with whoever we want. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday fun day. Yeah, that's exactly what we call it. And, uh, boy... We call it, we call it brunch. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. You keep inviting me to brunch, and now I see yeah, come what's on going over. on. <laughs> oh, man. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we wrap up the episode, this episode only, which witch reigns supreme? Who was number one this episode? Pete, you want to kick us off? Who? that's tough. That's tough. Um, you could just choose Dorcas. It's fine. <laughs> I want to, but I'm I'm trying to think of so much FaceTime. It's such an easy answer to choose the person who is on screen for a second. Uh, I'm gonna have to say Roz. Oh, all right. Really? Why is that? Uh, I just think Roz is a rock. You know, she is who Sabrina, uh, you know, confides in the most, and. Um, she doesn't have some uh, agenda, and she also doesn't have some creepy ghost telling her what to do. So, like, uh, yeah, I think what's great about the show can get crazy, whatever, but Roz never wavers. Wow. Uh, uh, my, my choice, uh, a couple shout-outs. I'm going to shout-out out to, uh, to Nick Scratch, as always. Fuck uh, you. My rock Fuck steady, you. my bebop, the, 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 oh, don't, the bad Don't boy. bring those people into this, all right? <laughs> people. people. No, don't you soil them. <laughs> don't you soil what they've brought. Uh, I got to throw it, uh, throw it out to um, Theo's uh, jacked up body in this episode. Yeah, uh, that, yeah was, that was dope. It was wild. That was, um, that was but dope. Uh, Ambrose, uh, which which reigns supreme? Ambrose killed like everybody. Um, this episode was cool for Ambrose. I think it puts him squarely in a power position when he's been sort of floating to the outside of the story a little bit lately. So I was happy to see that. I gotta throw it out to Aunt Hilda. We didn't talk about this a little bit, but uh, other than being fun throughout everybody's stories, I thought it was actually very interesting and not just a thing for time that at the end she says, ooh, will you do my fortune? Will you read my tarot? And uh, Mrs. Wardwell says, uh, ooh, maybe next time. Or the fortune teller says, maybe next time. I think there's something more there. I mean, I know this is maybe a crazy theory, but I feel like there's something where Aunt Hilda is outside of all of this and may potentially provide the key to eventually saving everybody from Madam Satan. I also liked how, like, uh, when Hilda was confronted with people, 
she was just like, no, you go get your tarot card read. I'm not yeah. dealing with you. It was, she was in a real position of power in this episode, and I loved it. That's interesting, Alex, because Hilda is like the conscience of the show. She's the only one that is steadfast and confident in knowing what the right thing to do is. Because like, the kids are, are like that to some degree, but they're also vulnerable to being a kid and changing their mind. Mm-hmm. And then Sabrina, like she always messes up. Um, and the rest of the witches are just uh, corrupt. So I agree. Like maybe two things. Maybe she's the key, like you're saying, but also she may be out of the control of Miss Wardwell, Madam Satan, because she's too good at her core. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. We'll have to see. Or maybe really they did just run out of time and didn't want to do a story for her. Either way. Yeah, uh, her and Dorcas like- definitely on the same plane. All right, all right. Uh, if you'd like to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Yeah, we do. C- come on by. We will cast a spell on you. Pete, oh, what do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have in our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live and at Riverdale Dark. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. And please remember to sign up for my Incubus or Incubus class. Uh, Spaces are running real low. We only have 11 of the 12 spaces left, so anytime you guys want to sign up. Definitely check it out. And I'll remember, keep keep a Pete, Meatball Pete in your mind as he he continues to eat trash for lunch. Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.